What's shaking, my friends? Welcome to my podcast. I am the Trembling EMT, and this is my Parkinson's journey. All right, welcome back, folks. What's shaking, my friends? It is the Trembling EMT podcast live on WHRFM First Praise. Today, we're gonna, it's gonna be one of my rants just because. I'm in the mood to rant. Um, hopefully you guys are following me on uh, all my uh, social media channels. Facebook, actually. Let's start that Facebook party. Get people involved. Hopefully everyone had a great weekend. First, I'm going to talk about I started the Rocksteady Boxing. Started that last Thursday. Me and uh, another parky, John, met, we met at, uh, where did we meet? Oh, at the St. Luke's Wellness Program on February 2nd. So we're commuting uh, we're commuting to the Rocksteady Boxing in uh, Palmer. Not in Palmer, in uh, Fellsburg, sorry. So I have a new addition to my uh, physical physical therapy team. We started off with the original good cop and bad cop. We uh, added the Heathers, and then the coaches came around. I don't know if the coaches know that their nickname is are the coaches. So if you're the physical therapist from, um, oh my God, from Peaberg, you know who I'm talking about. They're the coaches, JP, J and P. Um, so we, I got a new addition on Sun on Thursday, showed up to observe the class. Me and John were like, they're like, yeah, come and observe. You can audit the class, observe, see what's going on. And now comes the, who I've nicknamed the cheerleader, AKA the sergeant. She comes out, literally she's bouncing. She's so excited. She's like, Hey guys, have you been waiting long? And Jen's like, oh, yeah, we were waiting for like three hours. And I start laughing. And she's like, really? He's like, no, I'm just kidding. So he, uh, we get back. She picks up gloves, two sets of gloves and uh, the sparring gloves and starts to follow me. I'm thinking, okay, she's about to start the class. There's people waiting for us at the gym. We walk over. And it's just us. She's like, all right, so I got you guys gloves. Yada yada, and we're like, okay, maybe we can, we'll get a demonstration. The demonstration, or the observing the class, turned into an hour session of us, like I like to say, getting abused. And it was, it was fun. It was a good time, and we were terrified of what the actual class was going to be in store. Or had in store for us because I tell you, I was, my normal shake was intensified like it is after any good workout. And she was, she was tough. She, um, she was deceiving at first. Like I said, she, she looks like your typical, typical, typical cheerleader until she started barking orders and we're like, yes, ma'am. She wasn't that mean, but. It's my podcast, so I get to exaggerate. But um, 
it was fun. I had a good time. Uh, boxing's always uh, for those who don't know, boxing is great for for a cardio workout. It uh, gets your heart racing and builds up the dopamine. So, um, where my classes are on Thursdays, Mondays and Thursdays. So, if anyone wants to take rock steady at night, give me a call. I know a good class. I'm actually gonna hopefully interview. I'm trying to get a hold of couple of people that uh rocksteady boxing in the pocono oh who is that i gotta let me find out hold on one second i gotta make a shout out to see if they're listening or anyone in her class to have her call me and nope not that all right i'll keep looking but um so yeah so the new addition to my team is uh, the cheerleader, a.k.a. the sergeant. She's going to be the one abusing me for the next couple of weeks. Actually, she's going to be abusing me for a while. Because I don't think there's a set limit on the rock steady. I think you can take it for as long as you need to. Or as long as you're able to. Um, and it does, we do agility, we do boxing combos. And then mixed with agility, all to help help the management of uh, to improve the symptoms. And oh, coach, if you're listening, send me that article that you sent to the G leader about Parkinson's and physical therapy and the movements side to side when you were freezing, helping with the freezing. Which I've tried every time I start walking, and I've been having problems where. I start walking and I start like staggering and my leg starts to drop. I've actually started reciting combos from my rock steady boxing class in my head like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, and just repeating the numbers and getting the sequence down. And I've noticed I pick up the pace. So there's a bunch of tricks out there that if you, if you start freezing up, you can, it'll help you unfreeze or not freeze as much and I'm still looking for the oh contact all right so if you're in Strasbourg and you're listening to me and are in a rock steady boxing class have your trainer call me contact me Facebook message me I want to see if I can get her on, get her on the show, my podcast and interview. Um, what else is going on? What else am I going to rant about? I'm somewhat getting my sleep under control. I've started listening. I started listening to myself and trying to go to bed earlier. Stop using my phone right before bed, and it's kind of, kind of been helping. I'm not as... So I watched the video. I know I'm rambling. But I said I was going to... trying to find this phone number. I said I was going to rant. And this is me ranting. So I saw the video of last week of me talking about sleep. I'm shocked no one called me and made fun of me of how 
how much I looked like a zombie. Or like I was high on something because I kept falling asleep in the middle of conversation. That was horrible. This is why you guys should call. Oh, so. Oh, the 1-800 number is not. The direct number is not on there. But the toll-free number to call is 877-405-4557. So for those who watched last week, call me up this week and tell me why you didn't call me and tell me to wake up. Because it was bad. I was just like, I did that on live TV. I have no shame. No shame whatsoever. Um, so I started the rock steady blocking. Um, so the tremors have been pretty good recently since I've the past. I've noticed the difference since. Well, I did ex exercise or I did a workout, technically a workout last Monday. I decided it was my kids' uh, soccer game or end of the year family parent kids soccer game. I have no no business playing soccer. That is not on a video game system. I was so sore it was ridiculous, but I I actually it was a workout. I had my heart running, my heart racing from all the running. And also from the ball that I took to my chest, which I think it's still sore when I do this. It still hurts. But the day after, I noticed a significant decrease in my tremors, uh, improving in my gait, just from the physical activity or the workout that I got from playing soccer. Then I went on Thursday and observed the class. And so those two... Just being a week back, I noticed significant improvement in my tremors. Not so much on my concentration, because that's a whole other issue and a whole other topic. But just to get back on my soapbox about exercise, and exercise being so important to the management of exercise. So I'm also going to do... Um, a piece on exercise on uh, probably next month on parkinsonsdisease.net so keep an eye out for that I'll be posting links on my social media let's see who's watching oh we got a couple people watching hello watching people any questions for me Now remember, this is live and we're on radio, so behave yourselves with the questions. You can see my arm trembling because I get so nervous. All right, so, including in my rant, I want, or I'm going to talk about today, the Parkinson's care partner reviewing rewriting the rule book a collaboration between Connie Carpenter Finney and Davis Finney Foundation um she does a talk about rewriting the rule book for care partners um i skimmed through it thought it was a good read and uh hopefully 
Mrs. Trembling EMT is listening. I know. So like I said, I don't know if I mentioned before. She has hijacked my uh, Every Victory Couch book and has been taking notes. So that's a good thing. But, oh, I wanted, so, along with this sleep, the, uh, me trying to get better sleep and get more energy during the day, I'm probably going to start the mindful diet, and I had brought that up to talk about that today, too, because although I say I have the body of a god, and whoever tells me otherwise, I quickly remind them that Buddha is a god. So they cannot tell me that I don't have the body of a god. My Buddha belly. Alright. Mindful diet. Nope, that's not working. So, oh, mindful eating is based on mindfulness, a Buddhist concept. I did not know that. That was coincidence. The whole Buddha is a god and talking about mindful diet. I am not that coordinated or that creative on my punchlines. Um... Mindfulness is a form of meditation that helps you recognize and cope with emotions and physical sensation. It is used to treat many conditions, including eating disorders, depression, anxiety, and various food-related behaviors. Let's see if I can find an article that's more Parkinson's-driven, if that makes better sense. Mindful diet and Parkinson's. All right. Oh, there's an. All right, so. Let's see what I found. So, diet is important in any aspect of life. Because the, the, you are what you eat, basically. And I know that sounds cliche. But the... The healthier stuff you put in the body, the healthier you feel, the, the better your body can fight infection. And that's why you, there's people that say, oh, I never get sick. Well, that's because their immune system is stronger than the other people around them. But pretty sure their diet is a lot better than those who get sick all the time. Not to say that just because you're eating healthy, you're not going to get sick. 
but the likelihood of you getting sick is a lot better. Or the likelihood of you not getting sick on a di- on a healthy diet is a lot better. That was painful to say. But mindful diet. I've lost track again. What foods not to eat with Parkinson's? That's a good topic. Huh. Oh. What foods, what to eat and what to avoid when managing your Parkinson's disease? This is right off of Parkinson'sDisease.net. Nice. Oh, man. So learning to manage the symptoms of Parkinson's disease is going to be challenging. That is the God's honest truth. And with any disease, but Parkinson's, you're managing them as they develop, and especially in the beginning, because unfortunately it's not like the doctor can say, oh yeah, this is what you're going to develop next. This is what's going to happen when you do develop that symptom. And in the course of the treatment, or the course of the condition, the doctor, like I've said before, I usually walk into the office and usually tell Dr. Diaz how I inform her how I'm progressing and then she recommends treatment or adjustments or whatever based on how I feel that or how I've noticed that the, the my symptoms are progressing. Um, so managing and that's something you got to have to be mindful about is Pay attention to your symptoms. Talk to your to your care partner, friends. Hey, have you noticed anything different? Do you notice that I do this? Or let me know when this starts happening. Or let me know when I stop doing this. Or start, you know, have them be your eyes and ears. And be part of your team to manage your symptoms. Um, hopefully in the future I'm going to do a an episode with Julia Wood from Penn Penn State or Hospital UPenn. She's out in uh Philadelphia. She does a great uh presentation on building your dream team. Hers is uh geared towards your doctors and all your medical staff, but your non medical staff is just as important as your medical staff. Because they know you may not see what what you're experiencing or the symptoms developing. Or you might not notice that you're trembling more for a certain reason than other times. And people that are around you on a regular basis can see that. Like the other day, I, something happened at work and I was... The anxiety level was through the roof. And my partner or my co-worker was like, dude, you're shaking pretty bad. Are you okay? He saw that. That was something like, and that was before I started cursing because I was just like, I thought something had deleted and it was a huge file. 
And before I started cursing, he started, he saw me, well, he didn't see me shake. He, uh, heard my, uh, desk knocking because I was, I had my hands on the, I have one of them versi desks where you lift up and you stand up. And I was standing there holding the mic, or holding the my, the mouse. And it was, it was shaking pretty bad. Like, I was... I think that's the most, the highest my anxiety has been. Look, I'm shaking just thinking about it. I think that's the highest anxiety level. I would, I would compare it to my anxiety level when I, before I went to Zipline. That's how bad. So, let your, your friends, your close friends that you're around on a regular basis, have them be your eyes and ears of, the, of your symptoms talk to them and be like hey have you noticed me doing anything different lately have you noticed or even when you switch medications be like hey is my medication working have you noticed something different have you um whether good or bad do you think my medication is working yeah why not no why not it's like that you have information to report to your doctor about your disease and can work together as a team to manage your condition. Um, and I keep using this term and I'm bound to piss someone off or get called out on it about doctors being like your mechanic. Yes, doctors are not mechanics. They've gone to school for a lot longer and they have a lot more bills, medical or school bills than mechanic, but they are fixing a complex machine. They're both fixing a complex machine. So if you take your car to your doctor and your doctor is like, or your doctor, well, let's try that again. If you take your car to your mechanic and your mechanic returns it with the same issue or hasn't really fixed the issue, you're not going to take it back to the same doctor or same mechanic over and over again. You're going to go find another mechanic. And also, when we talk about our cars and explain a problem, we actually are more community. We communicate more the issue. We're like, oh, yeah, this is what happening when I do this. It does this when I steer, when I stop. We communicate more better about what's wrong with our cars to our mechanics than we do to our doctors because a lot of people and the reason I say this is because not that I'm a doctor but the job where I work at people come in to get treatment and a lot of them like oh yeah I'm fine how, how, how did the treatment go how did the ice work or how did this go oh it's okay I'm the same they don't give input I had one associate the other day for the first time she literally, she said, this works because of this, this doesn't work because of this, or I feel this when I do this, or this and that. And she communicated exactly what was going on with her, and it helped us to treat her better, to give her the better, the treatment that she, she needed exactly. Because when I treat people, I start off on what I was trained if you have this, expect this, this, and this. 
So I start treating this and this and wait to look for this, this, and this. And I need feedback to adjust the treatment. So like say I put oxygen. I have someone that's having shorter breath. I look for something. I look for a symptom or something. Whether their breathing's diminished. My O2 sensor says they're low. And then I treat that wait for a response whether they their breathing rate increases or the oxygen oxygenation level goes up on my monitor but i got communicated something then then i worked along with that so now that i've gone on a really long tangent about talking to your doctor but see where was i long tangent um, yeah, communicating with you, we communicate better with our mechanics than we do with our doctor, and I was telling Kat this morning on the Carrie and Friends show that we, just because you don't, your doctor, you don't like your doctor for some reason, not every doctor is for every person. Just because you and your significant other go to the same doctor that doesn't mean that just because they work well together with your partner, they're going to work well for you. You have to find a doctor or a healthcare provider that fits, that coincides or syncs or that you have a good working relationship with. And But part of that working relationship is you communicating exactly what you what you're going through, what you're experiencing. So, all right. Back to, actually, I'm going to rant for another three minutes because then we're going to go on break. I'm going to try to take a break every half hour just to give myself some um, pace. And I ramble on trying to find things to say. So, yeah. What have I talked about so far? The cheerleader on my team, Sergeant, aka Sergeant. I will uh, hopefully, hopefully she's listening, and hopefully she's not too upset. Well, I've told her her nickname yesterday, and she thought it was hilarious, but hopefully I don't get, I don't get. Uh, she doesn't take it out on me for calling her out in the air. Um. Talked about exercise, 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 exercise. I can just make this podcast about exercise and I'd be, I'd have, <clears throat> I'd have enough material to talk for days. I can't talk, I can't express how much exercise is important. And just for overall health, but for managing Parkinson's disease, it is. Excuse me. I think I wouldn't say better than medication because I think it's a it's a symbiotic relationship and a, a working symbiotic. That's my big word for the day. Probably used it wrong, but it's um it's important to have find a healthy balance healthy balance. 
with exercise and your medication. And some medications work better with coinciding with Parkinson's. So I'm on a dopamine antagonist, which, if anyone correct me if I'm wrong, helps your body better use the dopamine that it produces or that it has. So the more dopamine I have, the better my body uses it or the better it works with the little bit that it has. So exercise increases your heart, which also increases dopamine production. Therefore, you have more dopamine at the time of exercise or you create more dopamine. Now, you're taking medication, which helps you use better use the dopamine that you have, and you produce more dopamine. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good combo, if I may say my soul myself. So, all right. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in. This has been my podcast, My Parkinson's Journey. And as always, I am your host, the Trembling EMT. Stay strong, keep moving forward.